When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank, our off-season edition of the tailgate. And we'll have some news for you in here today. As a matter of fact, we'll catch up with Skip Johnson, and he's got a little news on a drafted Sooner who might find himself back on campus. We'll have details on that coming up here in just a bit, and during this time in the offseason, there are so many questions about what's coming up in football. Hey, who's looking good? Who's having good offseason workouts? How is X and Y player recovering from injuries? And the most important guy during the offseason is the strength and conditioning coach. And Benny Wiley is in his first year as the director of sports performance for the Oklahoma Sooners. And we've been efforting to get Coach Wiley on, and I'm sure it's going to happen at some point during the offseason. But, you know, schedules get busy and they get crazy. But I was doing a lot of research on Benny for a couple of different pieces that we're working on. And I went back to Jessica Cootie's introductory interview with the new director of sports performance. And there were four cuts that really stood out that I thought, man, this would be so fitting to get into on today's episode. So even though we don't have him live, as Toby would say here today, uh, I want to share some Benny Wiley with you because 
I think we get this. If you're listening to this, you probably understand the importance of the strength and conditioning coach for every single sport. During the offseason, they're the eyes and ears and voice of the coaches. So I'm going to share a little bit of that with you coming up here in just a bit. But as always, thank you for downloading, subscribing, listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Uh, if you're new, welcome. During the season, we have two podcasts a week, and we grew to three this year, and sometimes even four during busy weeks. And our goal is always to bring you the best stories, the biggest news, and great interviews from inside the Oklahoma Sooner Athletic Department. So if it's football, if it's basketball, baseball, softball, soccer, you name it, we got you covered. And appreciate you finding us. As always, you can find archived shows at Soonersports.tv slash podcast, as well as a way to subscribe through any way you consume podcasts. I would suggest if you haven't had a chance to hear kind of our wrap up our baseball season wrap up interview with Toby Rowland. It's a great kind of oh partner piece to go with our interview today. So if you didn't listen to last week's tailgate, go download it Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And Toby has a kind of great look back on the OU baseball season. So instead of just hearing from the voice of the Sooners, why not kick off this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast by hearing from the skipper. Ground ball to second, Mindy's got it. Flips to Zaragoza for one, the throw to first, ring it up. 4-6-3, double play. And the Sooners are out of the inning. Year one in the books, Skip Johnson joins us on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But beyond just wrapping up year one, Coach, we're in the middle of camp season. And Cruton, how did camp season, how did camp go for you this week? Uh, camp was good the last three days, but uh, it's more recruiting season and, uh, you know, just getting out and hustling more than anything. I mean, camp is great. We, we love having campers. There ain't no doubt about that. Skip, I wanted to first and foremost congratulate you on a, on a great season. You guys fought through so much adversity, injuries, and then we get to the Big 12 tournament and two first-round picks get dinged up, and you guys push Mississippi State, who's on their way to Omaha, to the brink of elimination. Overall, for you personally, what was year one like? Uh, I mean, personally, it's always. I mean, getting the getting the coach another year is always a blessing for me. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm more in it for to change people's lives than than anything else. I mean, it's uh, uh, that's the blessing I'm in it for. Uh, as far as um, the first year, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we did it. We did it learning more more from learning than anything. Just trying to learn from what happened to us, you know, whether it's being getting beat by a run, getting beat by eight runs, making errors, understanding what the environment uh, tells us to do, understanding what quality at bats are, understanding what winning the base on balls, uh, winning two of the first three uh, pitches that we throw. You know, we did a lot of learning this year, and I think that was a big difference for us as far as uh, – uh, as I went through the whole year, I mean, there's there, yeah, you know, there were times that I just wanted just to go crazy, but <laughs> we made it about learning, and really, that was the fun in it. I mean, it really was. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say. I mean, it was tough losing, you know, twice to Mississippi State, even though we had them down, you know, and uh, um, I think that was a, a learning curve for us as well. That you know, you got to make sure you take the momentum from the very get go. I mean, if you look in that third game. There were four or five plays within that game that we consider errors, not necessarily, not necessarily the scoreboard, but right. 
that game's a one-run game. If we catch the ball and get our outs on time and execute what we need to execute, that game's a one-run game. And that, that's what people, you know, and it was a one-run game in our favor if we, if we execute what we need to execute. Skip, uh, with that said, frustration, I'm sure, on that flight back, but then the excitement for guys like Kyler Murray, like Steel Walker, you know, and Toby brought this up in our last podcast that he and I did together. I don't know if people realize just how much Clay Van Hook and Clay Overcash really worked with Kyler to help bring him to that next level because I think, Skip, he went from a football player who was, quote-unquote, trying baseball to becoming an integral part of this team, a power hitter, a top-ten pick in the draft. And I don't know if Coach Overcash and Coach Van Hook get enough credit for the job they did working with them. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, when we talked to uh, – when we went in and visited with uh, – uh, when I visited with Coach Overcrash and Coach Van Hook going into the fall um, and going into the spring, um, he was like a, a two-piece guy, two-piece hitter, a guy that just got his foot down. But he's a fast-twitch guy. And I told – you know, I, I visited with those two guys about how, how are we going to get this deal done? How are we going to get these guys to – to really be dynamic, use his athleticism. And that was what, what was so powerful as we went through this deal and, and how, he, how he got better and better. Uh, and, he, you know, we didn't get to spend probably less than 10 days with him in team practice. So the individual work that we had to do with him was so really special. I mean, so special. And so that's where he really separated himself is in the individual work from when we had time, then, then we, when we were allowed to hit with him. And it wasn't about quality because we didn't get a lot of quality. It was about quality. And that's what kind of, it shows you what kind of athlete he is and how quick he picked it up and his aptitude to pick it up. That was what was so beautiful. And su- uh, uh, was I surprised? No. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think you I mean, were. Because <laughs> he, he, was a, he, was, he was not afraid of the ball. That's the very first thing. Be a good hitter. You you can't be afraid of the ball. Uh, his his vision was unbelievable. Um, I've, I've watched him play when he was 15 years old, though. I mean, so, I mean, I was way ahead of the curve on that deal. By just being out recruiting, watching him play high school baseball, I got to, I got to witness that where I got to witness the time that he was playing a lot more baseball than than uh, uh, you know he wasn't playing seven on seven football during the summer. This guy. You know, one summer got to play the whole entire summer, so got to watch that deal, and it was really special then. So, Skip, the draft board beyond just Kyler and Steele going in the first round was pretty incredible, including a lot of your pitching staff. Are we? Is it Connor Berry that's potentially coming back, or what? What kind of decision process do these guys have right now? No, those guys. Those guys have already committed. The guy that we might get back is uh, Jake Irvin. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, you know, that's one of those deals where uh, 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 you never know. I mean, he, he got drafted in the round. He's set with his principal and the number that he's set with. Um, where his draft slot is, there's a number that is there. Uh, he wanted more than that draft slot. And he set on principal because he told them before he dra- they drafted him, this is exactly what he wants. And that they draft him anyway. And so they might lose that money and not that draft pick. And it's just one of those deals that you, you're faced with. I mean, 
he, he could potentially lose uh, uh, money in the draft by coming back to school, but he's set on principle. And in life, that's what we're trying to teach people to be leaders that are set on principle. And that's what, that's what Jake is. He's a, he's a leader, and sometimes you might lose the battle, but might end up winning the war by, doing, by setting yourself on principle. You know, and uh, um, I, I just encourage him to do what he, his heart tells him to do because it's more important. And, and make sure he understands the schematics and, and what he's doing as he goes through it. This is how invaluable uh, a college education is, you know. With the other guys, it became a social environment. It becomes a competitive environment. You know, what, what people don't realize is this, their, this is their job. This is like they're going to – I mean, this is their job. It's not a hobby. It's their job. Right. I mean, they, when they wake up in the morning, if you're not getting people out, you get fired. Right. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> what it is. I mean, that's their job. Are you are you not hitting 300 and they don't have a lot invested in you? You're going to get fired. <laughs> And uh, uh, because that's a job, it's not a. And you got to come to realization in that deal. And sometimes we don't look at it like that. And we talk to them and give them as much information as we can. Um, and they they look at you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars to one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. I'm glad that that's what they wanted to do. They had their mindset on that deal. Connor Berry, all those kids are special to us. I mean, we're going to treat them like they are. It's a. Uh, uh, we, we loved their time at OU, and they wanted to go out and play professional baseball. You know, it's, it's going to be tough on them, and some of them are going to make it. Only 2% to sign a Major League Baseball contract make it. And I think Ryan Gaines said it, the guys that didn't get drafted in the first 10 rounds, there's been zero that made it. Wow. To the big league. So uh, uh, that's the opportunity that they have is, is to make it to the big leagues. And I've always said it, baseball only gives you an opportunity. The obstacle in that opportunity is you can be in control of yourself one pitch at a time. You know, yeah, I and uh, uh, I think that's what's so unique about their opportunity. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to the, up, the upcoming year. We're, we're out right now trying to find outfielders as we speak, you know, 2018 outfielders that are uh, maybe come in and make an impact for us. Hey, two, two more quick ones, Coach, before I let you go. I want to go back on Jake. Is, is there a deadline here? What are we looking at as when we'll know if he's going to go join the Nationals or when he could come back it, for his senior season? His his deadline is July the 6th. Okay. Um, and we told him we kind of need to know something by June the 30th uh, because we have to send re- renewal and non-renewal scholarships out. That's the NCAA. Uh, that's what it tells us that we have to do. So uh, um, we got to make sure that uh, we stay in touch with him. We're going to welcome him back with open arms if he wants to come back. And if he doesn't, then that's the way it is. I mean, he got his money, and so uh, I, I really, I'm really excited about him sticking on, sticking with his principal, you know, more than anything. And then I'll let you go on this. I, I know there's a long way, <laughs> in a lot of ways, and really not in other ways before we get to the season. But how excited are you for this group of seniors that you have coming back next year? Because, you know, guys that started having to step up down the stretch with injuries and got opportunities and played pretty well. Skip, this is an interesting group of veterans that you'll have on this team next year. Guys that saw some valuable playing experience near the latter part of uh, 2018. 
I'm so glad you asked the question, Chris, because what what happened in Oklahoma baseball, it really stands for what the University of Oklahoma is about. It's about attitude. Our best hitters, our three- and four-hole hitters were out. And these guys, we had three guys that had 30 less at-bats, 30 or less at-bats on the year. But they kept coming out every day and practicing hard and had the right attitude. If they didn't have the right attitude and we didn't have the right culture, what happened to us playing in the regional championship game would not have happened. Wouldn't have happened. Right. Because that was what that's what it's about. It's about having the right attitude. Talent is never enough. Being selfless is though. They were selfless. They came out every day and you know, brought their lunch pail, so to speak, every day. Even though they didn't get a lot of credit, they practiced hard. And that was what was so special. And so it's uh it's pretty amazing what those guys did every day. And it's what it what really athletics is about is about having the right attitude. Even though you might have the talent, you got to have the right attitude. And your team is only as good as your best player's attitude. If your best player has the right attitude and is selfless, you can you can amazing things can happen. Amazing things. Great stuff as always, Skip. I hope you enjoy some downtime, but I know you guys will be busting the recruiting trail, and I really appreciate you having time to come on with us this morning, Skip. Safe travels, you, buddy. You bet. Just make it to our camps. Our camps are fun. We had a we had a blast last night. I think we had 75 kids in Oof. it, and, and there was a lot of energy. We had Ryan Duke that was there. Uh, Kyler was there. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, Ryan Duke's a former player. Uh, Evan Mistis is a former player. Uh, Brett Bonneau's a former player. All those guys were back doing camps for us. It was, it was pretty fun to be around listening to all the stories. Skip Johnson, baseballcamps.com. Check it out. Skip, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you guys. See Bye. you, Coach. So there you have it. We're breaking a little bit of news even in, what, mid-June. Of all the Sooners that were drafted, there had been some rumors that maybe Connor Barry was a guy that might look to return to school. That's not happening. Connor's moving on to the next level. Some had thought maybe Austin Hansen, but he's headed to Houston. Maybe a Cade Harris, but he's on his way to Colorado. But fourth-round pick Jake Irvin, taken by the Washington Nationals. It, it might be a negotiating ploy. It might be a tool here, but I kind of tend to take Jake at his word, and nobody would understand that process better than Skip Johnson. So could you imagine, just for a moment, if you allow us to really look ahead to baseball, could you imagine a rotation that would include Jake Irvin, Nathan Wiles, Levi Prater, Cade Cavalli, some of these young guys that started to develop out of the bullpen? Boy, that's that's the kind of rotation that in a year from now, June 13th, 14th, 15th of 2019, if Jake decides to come back, could have us talking Omaha for Oklahoma Sooner Baseball. So we appreciate Skip Johnson for joining us here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Let's wrap things up with a little football talk, shall we? As I said, I'm, I'm enamored with the new director of sports performance for the Oklahoma Sooners, kind of the label is strength and conditioning coach, which is, I think, fair. I don't think Coach Wiley minds that for football. But 
Benny Wiley has been on campus since January. And of all the things that have changed since Bob Stoops' retirement a year ago, you know, seeing the most recent retirement of the great Matt McMillan, which we'll get into more in our next episode, uh, that was obviously a a bit of a shock, but maybe even more surprising for some was to see Jerry Schmidt move on. And now you have not only a whole new personality, but you have a whole new approach. And like I said, we're going to get Coach Wiley on at some point this offseason, but I didn't want this edition of the tailgate to slip by without getting at least a little football talk. So I was going through the archives and I found four real interesting cuts involving Coach Riley, uh, well, Coach Wiley, who is now the eyes and ears for Coach Riley. And speaking of that, Benny talked about, Coach Benny Wiley talked about that trust between coach and strength and conditioning coach, and then, of course, player, and how crucial and key that is, not only, you know, for game day, but when it came to getting Benny to Norman. It's vital. Um, it's trust. And that's why I, f I felt incredible because all the calls that, that came in over the few years, you know, I said, Coach, I'll go with you, but I'm not going with it. You know, you don't leave your family. You don't leave the time with your family uh, just for anyone. And so um, he, he knows, my family knows. There's time that I'm giving from my family to now, like my new family. And so uh, that trust factor is unbelievable. And he's got to trust me, and I've got to trust him, and he's got to know when I need him to go a little more, and he's got to say, do what you do. And then, you know, I've got to also tell him, hey, coach, you know, we've got to be smart with him here. And just different that, just that, in almost that unspoken time, like on the field. I mean, I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, and he needs me to get everybody going. I mean, all of those different things are so important, and I'm his extension. You know, I'm, I'm his voice in the offseason. I'm his voice in the spring when he can't be around. I'm all the coaches' voice when they can't be around. So that trust is a, is a very important thing and that connection is like unique. And so when you work with someone like Coach Riley, it's, it's, you know, it's just incredible because you know who he is as a man, you know who he is as a coach. How about the balance? How about the balance from a strength and conditioning coach perspective when it comes to discipline and trying to get the most out of your player? I loved this comparison. It is no different than being a parent. <laughs> you know, when you're a parent, there's tough love and then there's love love. But it's always love, you know. I mean, there is tough love. There's stuff that we have to do. If you tell me these are your goals and you understand that we're playing in the last game of the year, then these are things that we have to do. There's no ifs, there's no ands, there's no buts, there's no wiggle room. Period. In those sentence. However, there's there's love in there. You know, there's times where like I've got to take care of you. I've got to I've got to back you down. I've got to get you in with Scott and Jim and make sure they're taking care of their they're all those dynamics. But um, all of that comes with with that like relationship. If you know that I that I love you, that I'm going to do everything for you, that there's no corner that I'm going to cut, that I'm going to give you my very best day in and day out, then you know that when I ask you to do more. When I tell you that we are going to go again and that wasn't good enough and we're going to go again and it's 110 degrees and we're going to go again, that trust is built there. That bond is built there. Um, and so that's where you hear like relations. It's not we're hanging out. We're buddies because it's not buddy at all. It's, you know, like this is a man that's trying to get me to perform at my best. But he also has my best interest also. And maybe more than anything. When I heard this in going back to the interview that Jessica Cootie did during the introductory press conference for Benny Wiley, 
I loved his take on this time of year, the off season, and how important it is to creating an identity. This is where it starts. This is your like identity as a team. This is where you forge those leaders. This is when uh, that maybe young leader, Kenneth, last year was a, a freshman and just played really great. But now we need you to play great and be vocal. You know, so you're building those those like leadership um, like characteristics. Trey, you were a young freshman. You played great, awesome. But now that's now not enough. I need you to get a little stronger. I need you to get a little faster. I need you to continue to play great like you did. And I need you to make sure you teach all the young, you know, like mid-year guys how to do it just like you did it. And so this is that time where you build your culture. This is where you take what all those coaches want from last season and say, hey coach, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that, and you, can you do this? And make sure they remember that and this. And so you're taking all that information and you're giving it to like your team. And so, I mean, this is where it starts. If you're not willing to pay the price today, you don't deserve to play in that last game. And then finally, if you followed any means of social media, Twitter or Instagram, you've noticed that Benny Wiley is a guy that's not afraid to jump in and do the workouts with his guys, work out alongside of them. And there's there's a reason for that. You know, that's just how you earn trust. You earn trust time. Um, I do it when they need me to. I do it uh, when they need to be pushed because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. The only reason I train as hard as I do is because I want them to understand that we're in it together. Only so when I ask more of you on Saturday afternoon in Dallas, Texas, when I need you to bring it, you know what I'm asking for. You know we've, we, we've done it together. We've, we dropped sweat together. And just like in battle, just like all my Army buddies, all my Air Force buddies, like all my Navy buddies, when you have trained and you, you've kind of gone through that sweat and that torture a little bit together, you can ask a little more. And so on Saturday, no one will be able to ask more than me. I'm going to ask and I'm going to demand it, and I need you to make a play right now. So, again, we'll have Coach on at some point during the offseason, but I just I wanted to share that because when you think about this time of year for football, yes, there's questions about who's going to be the next quarterback. And Kyler Murray now having inked his deal with Oakland and what that means for the future at the quarterback position. The the depth on the offensive line that Bill Biedenboe has done an incredible job creating. Is it Bobby Evans that slides over at left tackle? Or is it Cody Ford that's that moves in at left tackle and Bobby stays on the right side? Tied in with Calcaterra stepping in for Andrews and some of the new guys on campus that might have an opportunity to push for playing time. No one talks about Dimitri Flowers, but is it Jeremiah Hall ready to step up and take an increase role defensive side of the football can a Jalen Redmond become an oboe Oak Ronquo round two can we see guys that we've been thinking are going to take that next step finally take that next step you know have you can, can you see a Robert Barnes become the next Stephen Parker and then some can you see a name like Buki become a superstar in year one is the cornerback position more set now that you had a year with Trey Norwood late in the season Trey Brown looked great given his opportunity and Parnell Motley has really become a lockdown guy during the offseason you know it's just Amani Bledsoe is he a guy that takes that next step is Neville Gallimore ready there's all these questions that we have looking ahead to college football because we're fans and we love it and we can't wait for it. But you're not going to win championships. And those questions, you know, won't be answered for a while. But those questions, you get a good sense 
of how they're going to be answered by the preparation that's put in at this point of the season. So I thought maybe getting to know Benny Wiley a little bit more might be kind of a cool step in helping us determine what the approach is at this point of the offseason for the Oklahoma Sooners. Thanks to Skip Johnson for joining us. We'll keep an eye on the Jake Irvin saga. Again, coaches have asked for about June 30th for him to make his decision. Jake has until July 6th whether or not he signs or heads back to school. And as always, I appreciate you guys for listening. Hey, keep your eyes and ears open for a special podcast next week. That's all I can tell you. Everyone have a great week and enjoy Father's Day and Boomer Sooner. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Sooner Sports.